TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Mara. And welcome to today's podcast, because we're a little bit excited. Just a little. Just a little. Just a tad. We should have been excited a couple of weeks ago, though. Well, really. I think we get excited all the time. <laughs> yeah. Therefore, our yep. excitement of one week rolls into the excitement of the next, which brings us to today, <laughs> where we realise that on our 52th anniversary, we didn't celebrate it. We didn't acknowledge it. We kind of, when I think you mentioned it, Cindy, but I think we, we really got lost in the flavour of what we were talking about. So today... We're going to be celebrating our one-year anniversary with Up For A Chat, even though it was two weeks ago. (laughs) Can you believe that we have been talking for 52 hours? No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it probably was 104. (laughs) No, I would have said like 300 (laughs) just to get the 52 hours. (laughs) Now, what time did you arrive? We were up about an hour ago. Yes. Oh, at least. Yeah, we've had a little chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so probably you're right. About 300 hours of talking we've done to get 52 hours of podcasting. You're bloody right. And we're at 54, actually, probably. Or it could be 55. We could even be at 56. We actually don't know. We don't know. We don't keep track. (laughs) But... We wanted us. We really want to celebrate that. And what we were thinking about when we were talking about today's topic was that the number one thing, I guess, the essence of what we talk about, has a lot to do with self responsibility. And instead of um, blaming outside influences or or environmental influences, it's looking at how can we can take responsibility for our own experiences. So that's what today's podcast is going to be about in celebration of what we're about and the ultimate message that we want to communicate to our listeners out there. So it was actually Cindy's idea (laughs) (laughs) that I blame you too that we forgot our 52nd birthday. And trust me, she did do that. (laughs) Why can't we not blame you? Well, you could if you really want to. But she got in first, you Yes, I did. Mm. (laughs) and you know like I think the topic came up because um, we're rewriting our programs and one of the things is that it's really really important that people start to take responsibility for their health like I I look at it as far as health goes because we we give away our 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 power Mm. when we blame something else oh it was my genes you know that to me is giving away power or it's it's my mother that did it, and it's always the mother that is the problem, isn't it? The mother, you can always blame the mother. Or the mother-in-law. Or, just, or the mother-in-law. <laughs> just yes. saying. Yes. Just saying. Yeah, and we blame the weather, or we blame um, our boss, or we blame... It was just... My work. Yep. Yeah, well, that was one thing we were going to the talk weather. about. The weather. The weather, yeah. Mm-hmm. We can blame so many things. Instead of just taking responsibility... Do we have responsibility over the weather, Kimmy? Well, you have responsibility whether you choose to run in rain, hail or shine... You well, can't so, control the weather, obviously, but you can have responsibility as far as how you're going to react to it. Exactly. Correct, Amanda. Yeah. Good work, you. Yeah. Hmm. It's true. So I, I guess... Um, Let me even take that one step all further. Right, go for it. The distinction between reacting and responding. Hello. Hello. Stop it. Yes. Because reacting requires no... <laughs> Cindy's just <laughs> shaking her head. Reacting requires no thought... It's just an instantaneous reaction. 
Whereas responding requires forethought. Am I clever or what? Very. That's why you're on the podcast, my friend. Um, and you know what? what's amazing is that I, I, I love hearing people talk about the weather because everyone goes, oh, it's raining. And instead of, oh, my gosh, it's raining, that means everything gets to grow. Mm. Or if it's sunny, I wish the rain had come. Or it's like they're so never happy. Hot. They are never happy with the weather. And I, I just I, I just go, whatever you want to throw at me. Like, we had a hailstorm the other day. Yes, we've had $8,000 damage to our cars that we know of so far. We've got one more car to be assessed. Oh, goodness. But <laughs> I, was, I was absolutely in awe of this hailstone, mm. the, 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 the size of the hailstones and the, and the whole hail. It freaked me it, out. Yeah, you were driving, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. no, I went and picked up Jacob from mm. Cricket. Cricket adjustment. And this is the freaky thing about living in a tropical paradise one minute it's sunny and the yeah. next minute now I thought someone had thrown things at my car I thought someone had picked up a whole bunch of rocks and thrown them at me even though it looked very grey and thunderous and it wasn't until the car in front of me had this thing bouncing off his car that was a big white what looked like golf ball so you were out driving yeah, in she it she was out yeah. driving in it and it freaked mm. me oh, out wow and then but what was freaky about that talk about responsibility is how everyone reacted mm. Because they certainly didn't respond, and I was probably one of them. I reacted with a, holy heck, what's going on, to a, what do you do? I've never been in a hailstorm with golf ball hails coming And, and they were tennis ball size as well. They, it, oh, around hey, our they area, they found tennis ball size they ones. massive. Yeah. And, and so I ended up following the guy in front of me and thinking, what, we just got onto the motorway. And oh, we all just pulled good. over. You could not see one car in front of you. Mm. You could just see the back of the car in front of you. That's how heavy it was. Now, I had two boys that I just picked up from cricket who were in hysterics. They thought it was brilliant. They just Don't loved every oh, moment of it. Isn't that perspective? Yes. Yeah, isn't it that is. perspective? They would go, wicked. Look at this. This is <laughs> choice. This is brilliant. You know, and they were just this like, and choice. choice. Oh, that's a Kiwi thing. And they were, actually, they didn't say choice. I said She's choice. just made that up. Um, <laughs> I was just about to say, if they're Australian, <laughs> they did not say choice, bro. <laughs> and, they, and they wanted to hop out. Oh, now, I, yeah, because they wanted to be in the rain. They wanted all the, the hail. Oh, I've wondered that. Would you be knocked out? Well, I'm telling you this. Yeah, I, I went, tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. Let yes. me say this. I went because I started panicking about my beautiful new car mm. and thought, oh my gosh. And all these people had pulled under bridges. People had stopped on the motorway under a bridge. So they hadn't actually taken off the road. They had stopped, which was causing people to slam on brakes. Like, why oh, would you do that? that? And you know what? That's very that? selfish to the person behind you. Totally. But very still, selfish why would if you they do need that? to get going. But that's going to cause an accident. There was an ambulance trying to get through as well. Oh, it was really weird. And this was my perspective watching this. But anyway, I pulled over and then I thought, oh my God, I've got a blanket. Because I watched <laughs> Australians put blankets and towels on their car and I thought, I've got blankets and towels. <laughs> I'm going to be an Aussie. <laughs> I'm going to get out and put my blanket on the car and I got out and got hit so hard by these hailstorms I just I mean these hailstones that I just shut the door and was happy my arm got so bruised and I dented the side of my car by doing that so I didn't move I we videoed it I put it on my like chocolate for women um Instagram page if you want to have a look at it it's hilarious well it's not hilarious it wasn't hilarious it was hilarious to the two in the back and you know what and it is their perspective um of seeing this and it was actually quite exciting because I was home and I went upstairs and it was like people were throwing rocks on on the top of my house. And then I, I live on the water, so I'm looking across at the water and it's like thousands of rocks being thrown into the water. At first I'm looking at it going, 
what the hell is happening here? Mm. And then I realised that the hailstones were coming across because we look across and watch the storms come to us. And it started there and then it hit me. Mm. Um, and then it was, I was having so much fun covering the cars. I was in my bikinis and I'm just like throwing things all over the cars, but it didn't work. So that doesn't damage. work when you throw Duna covers over the car. Well, I had a, a vinyl cover over one car, and we didn't find any marks on that one. So it was quite a thick cover. Yeah. Um, and the others, I was just putting towels and blankets and, you know, things like that over, and they're the cars that got damaged. Yeah. Wow. You can imagine my baby there. Oh, hit nothing. nothing over it, I know. And she looks like I've crossed my thighs. <laughs> she's now got cellulite. Cellulite. And all over her roof, and she's not happy. I would have been a little bit scared that the, it would have smashed the windscreen. Yeah, a lot of people do. Yeah. There was a lot of people yes. along the way yeah. that had. So, but what I, I'm fascinated about with this is it also came and went very quickly. Yes. But, um, you know, it's, Australia's taught me a lot about perspective on. Um, on their weather systems. You've got floods. We have floods. We have fires. We have Extremities. extreme yeah, yeah. weather conditions that mm. are actually quite freaky too. Um, and it's really about being, and what I've learned here is about being prepared. Now, I kind of was sitting in that hailstorm going, you know what, this is like the hailstorms of life. How often have we been going along in life and the next minute we get dumped on by a hailstorm that we have no control over, either the loss of a loved one, an illness, something happens and you feel like you're being thrown at from all dimensions. And then it's perspective, isn't it? So you can look at it and go, oh, my God, this is so unfair. I'm a victim. It's, I find it hard to eat right. There's never anything. I, I can't find good food. I can't. It's too hard. Or you can go, you know what? And I'll give you an example. In the middle of I'm still in my program, just for those of you hanging in there with me on the no sugar thing. And what's interesting is I've actually given myself a bit of an injury. No kidding. Someone really? who's really pushed herself. So I've really hurt my lumbar back through oh, overdoing right. it. And... I said to my trainer, she said, oh, my gosh, you might have to stop. And I went, no, this is not an opportunity for stopping. This is an opportunity to see how I can do it while controlling and looking after an injury, not being stupid with it, but what can I now do? And she came back to me going, I love your attitude. Mm. So for me, it's about it's not all the things that happen, all the hailstones that hit us, but how on earth are we going to get around it, through it, above it, or or come out of it? And you could actually take that um, bad back or that sore back um, and go, well, Great, I'm not going to do anything. So you're right. It's um, it is putting it into perspective, and what can I do to navigate my way around the issue instead of going, well, that's it. I don't have to do it. I'm just going to lay on my back. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Although you would like that, wouldn't you, Kim? Lying on my back. <laughs> Only if Danny was home. I'm just kidding. Did she I'm say that? <laughs> Every podcast. I guarantee, if we went back through 52, we would find her as a tart. Or speak your bum. But I led her to that, Karen. Oh, you're all the same. Really? <laughs> I don't know what to do with your kids, really. We, we actually so were being serious there for a minute. <laughs> didn't last long, did it? <laughs> Too funny. Um, but I think the point that you make is really valid in that we're either looking at experiences in life and using them as excuses as to why we can't participate mm-hmm. or seeing them as opportunities to participate in different ways, therefore experiencing life in different ways. Because life comes at all different... Life has so many different facets to it. It has so many different experiences to it. Like, you know, just even the kids in your car versus you Mm -hmm. versus potentially me who was watching it because I wasn't in it, but I was watching it on telly. Um, You know, there's all different perspectives and no perspective is correct. It's just different perspectives. And then those perspectives determine how we relate to life. 
But the beautiful thing about all of that is it just goes to show how much texture, how much colour, how much flavour exists in every single experience. And we're either looking for excuses not to participate in that or we're looking for ways to participate in life in different ways so that we get exposure to that beautiful texture and flavour of mm. life. I love it. Mm. I love it. I think you're, and you always bring a new perspective to us. I think I'm good, like that. yeah, you are. Wait till you get to know me. I'm fabulous <laughs> and funny and funny and hilarious. Oh, I'm hilarious. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Actually, well, we can we I get think... more people saying on the Facebook page. Yeah, just she's hilarious. Can you guys please just comment more that yeah. I'm hilarious, please? Really? And actually, we have um, quiet, we have a, somebody in the room <laughs> other than us three, um, and it's somebody who's doing some work experience for me, and um, her mother knows or listens. She listens to us, doesn't she? Your mother listens to us. And she, the first thing she said to Karen when she walked into the room, my mum wants you to know that you're hilarious. <laughs> the tragedy to be oh, that predictable. Oh, gosh, it is just cracked me up. Absolutely cracked me up. Well, you know, I take, I take, my, I take my hilariousnessity seriously. You do. Yes, you do. And with great responsibility. Yeah. Um, So what about from a health perspective for you? How many times do you get a day, Cindy, people saying or do you feel people want you to take responsibility for their health or others? Or do you feel everybody that you ever hear from is willing, ready and able to take responsibility? How's your perspective on it as far as your followers are concerned? I I actually think I have some really, really... um, amazing people who follow me um and they know they because you can see by their comments and what they're doing and i think give us an example of someone who has been self-responsible what's the sort of email you'd get okay well i just got one actually um i got a a young girl and um this young girl was in new zealand kim's very proud of herself for asking this question of a podcast because no one can actually see you be a yeah, peanut. I, th- I think it would be just so funny if they could see what you two do while I'm speaking. Do you know we should video it? Oh no, that no. would be scary. Well that would mean I would have to do my hair every day. Couldn't be. Yeah, and you know what, Kim would be texting and and, and, and you'd be yawning and and I'd be like going Not true, we are very no, interested in what you say. Anyway, Kim and I did a talk in New Zealand. Kim and I did a talk in New Zealand. And we had um, lots of amazing people at that talk. I, I, I really, mm. I just got a lot out of that talk. But there was this mother and daughter that came up and the daughter came kicking and screaming. Yes. She came kicking and screaming to it. She says, I'm not going to another nutrition thing. And she was really in the depths of despair. So she was on antidepressants. She was eating out of control. Her main meal was chocolate and bread. She had done a PT course. She was told that she should be eating carbs to help with her exercise. So she's eating carbs, but of course those carbs are making her want more carbs and she just keeps eating and eating them. So they came up to me at the end and they just said, you've just given us a whole new perspective on what we should be eating. We didn't know this is the what, you know, what we should be eating. So I kind of taken this young 20-year-old under my wing and I said to her, you need to email me every single day. I would like you to follow my daughter, like Tania, you know, she's 19 and I think she's got her head on straight. She takes total responsibility for everything that's happening to her and has started a Facebook page called Tania O'Meara Food and Surfing. And so 
it's all about because I asked her to do it because young girls are in trouble, yeah. really in trouble. So, and seeing this beautiful twenty-year-old girl, and she was stunning, with this attitude about life. I really went, something's got to be done about these kids because they are given the wrong information. So I, um, I, I kind of took her under my wing and I've asked her to email me every day, every week. So she's been doing that since, when was that, September? Mm-hmm. Around October. September, October? Mm-hmm. So she's been emailing me, emailing me and she, she missed about a week. And I remember the day before she finally emailed me, I'm thinking, geez, I haven't heard from her. I wonder what's happening. And I was going to email her that day and then hers comes in. She said, I went off the wagon. She said, I went back to carbs and um, she said, I, I feel so bad. I can't believe how it's affected me. I said, well, it's fine. Dust yourself off, pick yourself up, get going again. Don't worry about that three days. Just get going again. Then she sends me this email and this is what it says. I've got back into eating well and I'm feeling a lot better already. It's amazing. I never would have thought that food could have such a huge impact on things like depression, anxiety, tiredness, etc. It's kind of changed my way of thinking as I used to think, and she puts quotation marks here, what's going to keep me going but isn't going to make me fat. Mm-hmm. So that was her perspective about food. Now I think what is going to make me feel good, you know, mentally mm-hmm. and physically. And it is such a better way of thinking in the sense that my body image dramas aren't such a drama for me anymore. Oh, my goodness. 20 years old and she's got it. And I put it up on Facebook and it was really interesting. We've, we've had 52 shares on that one quote. Wow. And we've got people saying, I wish I'd learned it in my 20s. Oh, mm. God. I wish I'd learned. And someone said, I wish I'd learned it in my 30s. And then someone said, I wish I'd learned it in my 40s, you mm. know. So we, these young kids have to realise that the responsibility for their depression, their anxiety, their, um, their weight problems, their whatever issues they've got is up to them to take responsibility for it, not to blame society and um, that's what I was taught in this, but to figure out that they are they can be so powerful and be empowered by the fact that if they take responsibility for who they are, what they are, what they eat, what they do, and even to the point of going out and drinking, that's their responsibility. You know, you cannot blame the pub. You can't blame your friends. You can't blame your peers. You made that decision. Why not make the decision not to do that? Why write yourself off? Now, I just, I actually don't understand this this culture of youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm really proud of, of my daughter, Tania, and I'm really proud of this young girl. And I don't want to say her name because I haven't, you know, asked for that permission. But I'm so proud of these two young girls because now this young New Zealand girl would like to help others. Mm. Mm. And I said, you get it? And she said to me... Um, she should in, start a blog. She, she is. That's mm. what she wants to do. She said, what do you think? Should I start a blog? I said, yes, mm. do it. And you know, you know another thing that happened um, just recently is that um, a, a young nutritionist had um, found Inkinchi and somebody had tagged me that she had found Inkinchi. So I went on to her post and I said, great, Inkin, she's wonderful. When I found it, I was so excited and I actually sell it now and I just posted that I'd sold it. Not thinking, you know, she has a couple of followers. I think she had 300 followers. You know, what are you going to get out of that? And she gave me the tersus email back saying, do not promote yourself on my website. And I went, oh, gosh, I didn't think I was promoting myself on your website. I just thought I was... Supporting her. Supporting her and saying, yay, I, I agree with you. 
Gave me an absolute roasting. Oh, see, isn't that? But see, people don't understand because you can't communicate tone. No, you can't. Oh, you know. And I actually went back to her and I said, there are billions of people in the world that need help. We all have a responsibility to help. With all of us together helping these people, we can make a difference. Mm. Did she you, answer? Yeah, she has, and she's just given me another roasting. So I just decided that I will just say thank you. Mm-hmm. I understand your point of view and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. You know, what else can I do? But she's blaming maybe me for something. I, like she hasn't taken, like people promote on my page. I'm happy because there's stuff that's, that can help other people. You know, it's like there's enough for all of us to go around because this is another thing and this is another issue that happens is that people think there's a scarcity out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a scarcity mentality. Yeah. And if you've read the book, The Science of Getting Rich, he talks about in there there's two ways of thinking, creative thinking and competitive thinking. Mm-hmm. If you're into competitive thinking, that's a scarcity mentality. If you're into creative thinking, there's enough for everybody. Yeah. And, in fact, there's more for everybody because we create more by having that way of thinking, which is why I called my business Creative Wellbeing. Mm-hmm. After reading that book is when I decided I wasn't. A, I don't want to be a competitor. My beautiful skincare range is beautiful for those that want to use it and want to find it, and somehow we have a beautiful connection. But there is other beautiful natural ranges out there. There's other gorgeous products, and some are more suited for other people. There's enough for all of yeah. us. Yeah, and, and we're not going to suit everybody, and our personalities are not going to be something that everybody likes. But Except, each and, well, you know, now come on, let's really be honest about that. <laughs> What is she going to say? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that there's no one... When it comes to us... <laughs> when it comes to us, there's something for everybody. <laughs> really? Well, you're right. With three of us in here, like if it was just me rattling on, I would not be getting to the Headspace kids. <laughs> and if it was me really rattling on, I wouldn't get to the physical kids. So, you know, I, I realise the three of us work well together. Mm. But in our own fields, there's just so much out there. Like, I follow and endorse um, so many amazing nutritionists, medical doctors, chiropractors, um, mind people. You know, I, I just mm. love it because I can't teach them everything. I actually go, go to Karen, <laughs> go to Kim, <laughs> or go go read Jack Cruz's stuff, or go read, you know, Rob Wolf's stuff, or... Uh, to me, it's it's about um, there is enough for everybody, and to roast somebody for the, and my intention was help. My yeah, intention was not what, what am I going to sell with three hundred people? One percent people <laughs> might. And if she'd you seen know, your page, <laughs> bless. Yes, please. She and was you, young. I looked at a picture of her and I went, "Oh, she's young." And they don't know. They yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's it's you know. I think that's a huge. Um, I think that's a huge opportunity for young people to actually learn Mm. this bit Mm. from those of us who've walked the path before because I think young people think that they've got to start from scratch and they've got to do it all on their own when the truth of the matter is is that there are those of us out there who've blazed the trail before and all they need to do is get in the groove behind us but their market is different to ours, mm. you know, because they've got the younger kids that they relate mm. to and whatever this, you know, whatever they choose. But I think that's, I was, I was talking um, for a group during the week on my business story, which was really refreshing because mm. everybody always wants my Bali story and the, you know, the, 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 the triumph over mm. tragedy. And this particular woman, she said to me, Karen, we don't want that. Don't want that. A lot of the people who are going to be in the room already know you. We want to know your business story. 
And it was really interesting because it forced me to look at myself differently and it forced me to look at my business differently. It forced me to look at my success because I don't look at my figures. Yes, I'm an accountant, Mm -hmm. but I only look at my figures when I get my tax return done. And even when I get my tax return done, I'm very dismissive of it because I'm so busy doing my day-to-day functioning. Not that that's the way I recommend. I'm just going to say, Miss Karen, that everybody should have their finger on the pulse. Don't listen to her right now. No, please don't. Don't, don't. You must know your figures. Am I right, Kim Morrison? She told me that I have to look at my figures all the time. Every week. I'm doing it every day. I look at my You look at yours every day? Mm. Miss Karen. Do as I say, not Not as as I I do. do. Correct. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Continue with the story now that we've told people not to do what you do. Correct. Mm. Or say. So needless to say, <laughs> which is just had a roasting from us. <laughs> is that being responsible? I'm just no, no, no. Very era. Mm-hmm. Very era. Mm-hmm. Um, responsible. <laughs> we got it. What got it? Right, okay. I'm sorry, I better explain. I actually thought you meant er, I R E, bad. You know, that's always a crossword puzzle. One. Oh, I R E. I R E, er. Er on the side of caution. Uh, yes, exactly. E R R. Oh, whatever it is. Oh, no. <laughs> you watch Maya. some perfect, some perfect. No, I R is E-Y-R-E. Anyway, uh, Kim, I'm looking at that right now. Okay, go on. Anyway, so yes. it caused me to have a look at my business in a whole different way, which made me have a look at my figures and made me have a look at what I was doing. And I have to say to you people, I was flawed. Mm. Flawed, because here I was considering myself seeing myself and relating to myself and relating to my business as a certain size. But then when I looked at my business from a financial perspective and compared it to the last six years, the size that I've been relating to my business at and what it actually is are worlds apart. And I was really surprised. So then I had to work out what was my recipe, Mm. what was the recipe that I was instinctively working with on a day-by-day basis that had created this level of traction and momentum. And the biggest thing that I found and discovered was that every day I am 100% connected and 100% responsible for what I create. And yes, I've been caught up in competing from time to time where I've looked at other people who've come into my market or you know done the same things as me. And yes, I've been caught up in that from time to time, but very quickly I recognise that that doesn't serve me and I shift my perspective. And, you know, there's probably been three or four people, I'd say over the last couple of years, where I've thought, oh, my God, there they are. They're, they're, they're wanting to compete with me and I get very um, protective. But within a day, 24 hours, mm. I've stopped looking at them because while I'm looking at somebody else, my perspective is on their business mm. and what they're doing rather than on my own. And I looked at that in the context of my life because I believe how you do one thing is how you do everything. So when I'm busy looking at what other people are doing from a competitive perspective, I'm also doing the same thing in every other area of my life as well. Mm. I find when I get caught up in looking at what other people are doing and making comment about what other people are doing, I do the same thing where I become quite judgmental and I have something to say about what other people are doing in their life, even family and you know all that sort of stuff. Mm. But when I'm not doing that and I'm just taking responsibility for my own creativity, it's almost like I leave the world 
to look after itself mm. without any control from me. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because how many of us don't at times? And how many of us stick our nose into other people's businesses? Or But I'll tell you what, it's a lot of bloody work to try and control the world. Mm. And, and, <laughs> and, and having said that, it doesn't even freaking work. So... What the hell? It, was that an aha? It's really hard to control the world. Mm. Actually, I oh, think shut that the front door. The only thing you can tr- control is yourself, mm-hmm. and even then, you can't control yourself. Absolutely. At times, you know, people sometimes well, we think they, we can't. they go into the fridge. Well, they think they can't, mm. but they have these addictions and they have these That's things, right. and they they think they can't control themselves, and they open up the fridge and they eat everything inside, or they engulf everything, or mm. or they lick the chocolate when they shouldn't be eating sugar. <laughs> www.karensmith.com is all I have to say. <laughs> well, on that note, Miss <laughs> Karen Smith. I'm so funny. What do I you do when you get people up. emailing you with questions? Like, yeah. do they expect you to take responsibility? Do they want you to actually um, be the one that has all the answers for their dramas and the things going on in their life? I mean, what do they do? What do you do? <laughs> Sorry, I just had a giggling moment there because I got something caught in my throat and she couldn't talk so I was making the question go longer. <laughs> and then I just couldn't stop And laughing. I'm trying to get her water. Oh, <laughs> so I'd lost everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Um, so to answer to your question, it's interesting because um, it's always a reflection of me. It's, it's always a reflection of what I've got going on. And I'm really bold about being where I'm at. And I'm really open about where I'm at. I don't, I'm not trying to pretend that I'm, you know, squeaky clean and, well. <laughs> no, seriously. Have you seen how many times she soaps herself in a shower? I do, three times. It was six. She's changed. <laughs> She's helping the pH level off the acid mental of her skin. <laughs> No, but it really is always a reflection of me, and it's it's so amazing because we teach what we need to learn, mm. and certainly in my case, mm. that's always true. Yeah. So it determines the kind of emails that I get based on what I need to learn, and when I need to get, um, a, you know, dealing with overwhelm and dealing with, um, you know, stress and anxiety, it's because I'm experiencing it, and I always get emails or coaching sessions where the client has is expressing those kind of concerns and issues. And I always shake my head at it. I always shake my head as I'm delivering the words of wisdom. I shake my head at it and I think, you know what, I teach what I need to learn and there's always, even though I can think that I've got competitiveness or overwhelm or whatever it is that's coming up, I can think that I've got that nailed. There's always another perspective of it that... I hadn't seen before that my clients or the emails that come in show me another perspective that I hadn't seen, Mm. which then adds more texture to what competing or adds more texture or flavor to what overwhelm actually looks like. Mm. It's really, it's, Mm. it's such a fascinating journey. And because the mind, you know, for me, it's, uh, it's, it's unlimited in terms of where people go and unlimited in terms of the kind of concerns that people have and the problems that we have, especially around addiction, especially around emotional eating and especially around um, self-esteem. Mm. It's, um, you know, the, the, the variety and the way that concerns show up in those areas is, it's really unlimited. Um, but it's a, it's a beautiful question because it's always a reflection of what I've got going on at the time. 
but I may not have seen it through that perspective. But when I see it through another perspective and then I figure out the answer, I'm figuring out the answer for the client and for myself at the same time. I always, It's always a two-way street, even if I don't know it is. Maybe that's a really good point for us all when we're feeling in a dilemma or if we're feeling confused or we don't know how to take responsibility or what to do. Maybe that's a really good point you've both raised is what would you say to someone who was asking you the same question? What would you say to someone who was actually looking to you for the same advice? Because for me, it's, it's, it's fascinating if you actually take yourself out of it sometimes and put someone else in that. So as a mother, you know, and I say this often, or even to women, I'm often teaching women about self-esteem, and I'll say, you know, so many of us will say, I'm fat, I'm ugly, my hair's wrong, my nose is out of shape, my boobs are too flat, whatever it is, we've got a story. We all say the same thing, and often it's a throwaway funny joke and line. But then I say to people, if you realise those words have a ripple effect and impact on the people around you, so you're teaching your children that it's okay to say I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm dimply, I've got this, that and the other, and therefore when they hit 15, 16, it, they know it's okay because they've heard their mothers say it or their fathers say it, and therefore it's okay. And then it's okay for the young men in our lives to tell their girlfriends at 15, 16, well, you're fat, you're dimply, you've, you've got a big nose or whatever, because the people they look up to the most are saying that. So to me, it's like, oh my gosh, we are actually, what we're saying externally is having a ripple effect, whether we wanted to or not imagine now if you were saying i'm fat and i'm ugly but your daughter was saying that to you what would you say back to her you would not say yeah you're right (laughs) no way there's There's no no way way you would would say say that that. well there's no way when you are feeling down would you say to a girlfriend that's feeling down yeah you bloody loser you would never say that to someone so why do we say it to ourselves because and you know the other thing just to take that another step um, and we spoke about that book E squared. Mm. There's tuning. There's an exercise of tuning forks where the tuning forks move based on your thoughts. So your tu- so based on what you're thinking determines whether the tuning forks contract or expand. And so it's not even just what we say that creates that ripple effect. It's actually what we think that creates the ripple effect. So it's a responsibility on a whole new level because I can be thinking somebody's got a big nose, but. Just because I don't say it doesn't mean I'm a nice person. Mm. The reality is goes way deeper than that. You from have a, to really from think a, about your thoughts. From a quantum physics perspective, mm. absolutely. Our thoughts are creating a ripple effect, as are our words. It's, you know what was really interesting this morning, um, just by what you're saying, is that I always sit down and I write the ten things I'm grateful for. And, you know, I sat down this morning with the pen paused and couldn't think of one thing. You can always say me, love. I know, I know. That's always an option. I, did, I actually did say that the podcast is coming up. You know? <laughs> maybe, maybe you could just tattoo my name on your forearm. Just so that you never forget it. Just, just tattoo that on your forearm. I was trying to be serious here. Okay, sorry. It's trying to be serious. Okay, sorry. I, maybe, maybe we could wear initials on us. C-S. Yeah. And we could look at it as Creative Streak rather than Karen Smith. <laughs> Maybe creative, street. especially when we don't want her in our life anymore, and we've got CS tattooed on our hand. Now that's just hurtful <laughs> because it wasn't just a thought; you said it. <laughs> what happens when you've said it? Too late now. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So, and, but the thing is, is that I was really, stre- I was really stressed for time. It was had to be here, had to do this, had to get that. <laughs> I was like a mad woman. I really was because there was so much that I had to get done before you two arrived. And it was like, 
See, I blamed you. Did you see that? Yes, uh, you, did. Yes, did you see that? Where was the responsibility? I'm just asking. <laughs> there was none, none there. None. And you could see it on mm. her face, and mm. we knew that it was and coming. And she's just caught herself and real. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> mm. <laughs> we see? teach what we need to exactly. learn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> and My point exactly. And wasn't this podcast your idea? It was. Blame <laughs> and responsibility. See, it comes back to bite you on the butt. <laughs> but, but I mean, anyway, I must have you. known it. I must I must have known. You must have. I must have known. It's always about you. (laughs) Or or you. Or me. (laughs) Or you, you tart. Anyway, stop it. Cindy's having a moment. Let her be serious. I had to really think hard about what I was grateful for because I was, my mind was, I have to be here, I have to be there, I have to be there, you know. But I always take that time, even though it made me late. (laughs) Still can't believe she didn't think of us, but anyway. Let me get them out and we'll see if I did write you guys. Oh, in there. <laughs> okay, put it now. Um, yeah, so I don't even know what the point of that whole conversation oh, was about. No, about going blank this morning. You're doing. Uh, I, I couldn't even find gratitude because us. I was going, you know, because I was in another mode. Mm. And so it is important to take, I don't know where I was going with it, but anyway, it is important to take <laughs> that time out of your life to be grateful for what is happening in your life as opposed to what's not happening. What's, what's not, not happening. happening. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think what the point that you were making, yeah, good. If, if I can just step in. Because <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> no, no. I, well, I, I could be wrong. Let's just, let's just flirt with that. I could be wrong. But you were, you know, it's possible that you were blaming everything else in your life as to why you weren't having a peaceful moment right now Mm. because there were lots of other things and there's always going to be stuff that's going to be demanding on our time especially when you know you guys are mums and stuff there's always going to be things outside of you that are going to be demanding of your time and wanting pieces of you but while we see that as a reason or an excuse as to why life can't go smoothly in this moment then we're not actually taking responsibility for Mm. making life magical in this moment, did I get it right? You got it right. Mm. You got it right. I'm Even s- though I wouldn't have said it so eloquently, you did. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a magic in the moment that I think we miss because mm. we're so busy worrying about what's coming up, mm. or worrying about what we've just done, and wondering if we did the right thing, or what's the ramifications or consequences. We're not actually present to the moment, and therefore making the moment juicy. And that's definitely a lesson that I'm learning for myself right now. It's I'm right in the thick of it and I'm right in the middle of it. So mm. it's perfect, perfect timing. I've, I've realised that I'm my biggest cause of stress and when I'm working really hard, I'm wishing I could have more time off. And when I've got time off, I'm worrying about work. So I'm not yeah. present in either situation. And therefore, my stress levels are through the roof all the time, which has its own consequences. You know, the cortisol levels, the way that I eat, you know, because I... Adrenal I've, exhaustion. Mm. Oh, totally. Mm. Absolutely. And, you know, taking that time for yourself, taking responsibility to take that time, rather than blaming work, like you've just, you know, totally. you've done a double whammy there. Mm. I think taking that um, time out, like I... My mornings are really precious to me. And you've made me, you've been an example for me to follow on that, especially this morning, because this morning was the first time I gave myself permission to be you. Yeah, and you actually went for a run, didn't you? I did. I went for Mm -hmm. a run and then I took myself to the most gorgeous, organic, raw food, fabulous place. Ground. Ground. Yeah, we all love ground. I just love it. Yeah. And I took myself there and I didn't have a lot of time, but I had enough Mm. time. And, and, And normally, 
I would go and do that, but the whole time I'd be thinking, geez, I've got to get back, I've got to get back, this is terrible, you can't take more time off, you're lazy, you're lazy, get back into work. And that's the conversation that I have with myself. Therefore, I'm not present to enjoying a nut milk coffee and, you know... But you also love your work. You know, there's this whole work-life balancing that they talk about. the problem, though, when she's in work and she's thinking she should be resting. So the point that she's making is that she's actually not present to loving her work Mm -hmm. or loving her coffee down there for five minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm not present to any of it. And I think that's the key. Because I don't think we need to remind her she loves her work. She does. Oh, she does. Yeah. We're talking about it as if she's not here. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? What am I, a figment of your imagination right now? But, you know, in the, in the search for self-responsibility, because I'm imagining people listening to this going, okay, well, you guys might have it happening. You probably know what you want and all that. I'm, no. I'm trying to think about it from the perspective of someone listening to this going, well, how do you get self-responsibility? How do you find self-esteem? How do you actually get to that point? What's, how do you get there? What would your advice be on that? Actually, I'm going to throw a question back at you. In times of stress, people blame, don't they? Yeah, totally. It's in times of stress they blame. So the time to find responsibility is in times of not being stressed. So, you know, it's just what I'm, you know, I'm making this up as I'm, I'm going. But I feel that, that that's when they can start to make, you know, headway on it. So, so you're saying make conscious thinking and thoughts around this when life's okay. When life's okay. So because you're not those, in survival mode. So therefore those moments of mourning or writing your gratitude journal or mm. taking a time for a coffee this morning or going for a run is the time to be thinking about how you'll be in times of stress or how you'd cope and things like that. Is that a strategy you don't Yeah, think? I think it's a really good strategy because that's – I do find that people will blame when they're really, really stressed about something or upset. It's like me this morning. I've got to get ready for the girls. Mm. <laughs> um, but I didn't blame you for that. So it, you I actually took responsibility <laughs> for it. I actually do take responsibility because I learned this very early in life. But people who do not know the difference between that – blame the world, become victims and never take responsibility for life and have no power in their life. Mm. And that's the difference is that when you blame, you have no power. Mm. You're a victim for the rest of your life. Mm. When you take responsibility, you're actually no longer the victim. You actually become in charge and empowered by um, what, what is happening in your life. So when you blame the weather or you blame your boss or you blame the amount of money you're making or you blame... Uh, I don't know. You, you, we can blame everything. There's so no... There's, let me put you're this a victim. to you, though. Let me put this to you. Sometimes things happen in life that you may not have had any part to do. For instance, a family may become disrupted because the husband or the wife loses themselves and all of a sudden the marriage is on the rocks without the other person even knowing. So what you're saying is even in those moments, take responsibility for yourself with how you react to it, or should I say how you respond to it, yeah? So therefore nothing is impossible to actually think about how you can be a better place as far as self-responsibility is concerned. Even if you've had nothing to do with it or think you've had nothing to do with it, you are responsible for your response and reactions to it. Definitely. Right. And I know that's a really tough one. It's actually not. Oh, no, I think we need okay. to I think we need to do the official slap. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> You know what? You're right. Mm. Because it's a Because choice. it's a cop-out. And, and I'm just trying to make it nice and easy for people. Because let, let's put it... If put it into food. 
let's look at it with food. Would you slap someone? Like, okay, well, you didn't slap that girl, for instance, who did fall off the wagon, mm. but you did say dust yourself off. If she did that next week and the week after, I guarantee you within three or four weeks you'd be going, you know what, I can't play this game with no, her anymore. Uh, you're not committed then, yeah. you know, you know and, and she knows that she has to be committed mm. and email me every, every week in order to, for me to respond to her. I've had quite a few people since we've been doing these podcasts over the last weeks that I've told everybody that I'm on this detox and cleanse. I've had quite a few emails from mm. those of you that have emailed me asking what I'm doing, what's the protocol, where can they get more information, whose program is it, and how can I get on board? And I said to Cindy, was it you the other day that I said, no, it was another girlfriend, I said to her, I don't know, it was last night, I said, I don't know if anyone would do what I'm doing. And she went, well, I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't be as strong and as strict as you are. And I thought, really? And yet the people emailing me are saying they would. So I'm writing everything down that I'm doing. And I'm actually going to create a protocol around all the different things that I'm learning. Now, let me say this. There's a number of people that are contributing. There's a number of people that are contributing (laughs) to this protocol for me. There's one main person, my trainers, who (laughs) I was making that chocolate cake, our birthday cake today that I knew I couldn't eat. And I went to lick the chocolates. Well, actually, I wanted to have a big mouthful. I'll be honest. I I really thought no one's going to notice. I'm losing weight. It's looking all right. Not that losing weight's the emphasis, but I'm feeling good. And she just wants abs. That's all it is. (laughs) And I went to lick it, and I'm not joking. In that moment, I got a text from my trainer asking how it went with the chiropractor and osteopath. And I went, it's almost like you're on my shoulder. (laughs) You were right there, right then, you know. So you saying that we attract what we need to learn the most and put the spoon down. But it was amazing that I got her text there and then. But to get to that point of asking her what she's been doing and other different personal trainers and nutritionists around me, I was doing a lot of research and looking Mm. and searching. So I don't think part of being self-responsible, my point here is, is actually investigating, educating and sourcing as much as you can to Mm. become that. So in those moments of goodness when you're feeling great or maybe the holidays are coming up, is the time for me where I actually really do read my beautiful personal growth Mm. books or... Wheat Belly or Perlmutter's book or I listen to another podcast or I, I make the time because I'm really excited now. I've got nothing else I have to do. And often we find holiday time is the time to let ourselves go. Pig out. Don't have to exercise. Relax. Do all this. I'm saying make this next holiday break the time where you become the most committed for yourself, the most onto it you could ever be and use this time resourcefully so that you become a responder not a reactor and I think that would be a really powerful way to use this podcast is and if you wanted to share with us how you're sourcing that information what ways you're looking at doing it because you know what every time one of you shares with us we'll often bring up your points in another podcast so you are actually all part of this podcast with us because sometimes the pearls of wisdom that come out of our mouths have actually come from you (laughs) (laughs) we just look good but it's true we do somebody will give us a link or and we'll go to it and um somebody just gave me a link um to a really good um interview and so i went to that interview learned so much about it and then i told kim about it remember Mm -hmm. the getting into cold water Mm -hmm. oh yeah and now i'm doing it now she's coming swimming because she doesn't come swimming when i go swimming and i said coffee drinking cold cold water 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 swimming yeah exactly what's going on i know it's so exciting but you know what else we actually do coffee together we have never done coffee. I, I always do it with my daughter or my husband. And, and I so missed out the other day. I was, you didn't I was my gutted. I, I didn't hear it. It was just a tragedy. And then I see the photo <laughs> of the two of you and I go, well, what about me, mate? Silly chart. <laughs> 
But I think the other thing around that, and I'm just drawing on a conversation that I had yesterday with a client, and we were actually, we were, interestingly enough, we were talking about food, and this particular client of mine has um, a full-on addiction to sugar. So what we were talking about was the, addict- the, the nature of the addiction, and then we are also just referring to food just on... on, on um, on that topic and I was talking about sugar and she said you know well what is sugar so I said well sugar is everything that's sugary and you're also looking at fruits that are sugary but everything else that turns to sugar in the system so Mm -hmm. so you want to look at you know the carbohydrates that then turn to sugar like your complex like your breads and your pasta and rices and all that they turn to sugar so when you've got a sugar addiction you know you've got to look at every kind of sugar that's Mm -hmm. that's existing in the body especially when there's candida and you know all of that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. And I only speak from experience on that, not from expertise. Um, We were talking about that, and and this particular client was talking about, well, you know, I don't do bread anymore, but I've started making my own buckwheat bread and spelt bread, and I'm not stopping that. Oh! (laughs) Yeah! Would this person have the first initial A? No. Oh, it wasn't? No. No. (laughs) And... I was quite shocked because the you know we were just having a conversation, but when it came and I'm not stopping that, it oh, was really wow. letting me know don't even go, go there. there. <laughs> and it's interesting because you know when we are ready, we're ready, and not a moment before. Mm. And it actually because I've been working with this particular client for about three four months now, and. This person's made great headway inside of that three to four months. Now, I know it's cold turkey. From a candida perspective, it's cold turkey because it's what it had to be for me. And it was a good 18 months of absolute cold turkey for me to heal all of that. And now I still have to be extremely careful. So I know that this person's got a long way to go, but they've already made great headway. They've already made massive adjustments in their lifestyle and massive adjustments in the way that they eat. So the level of responsibility that's already been taken is awesome. But perspective again, you know, when you have the perspective of being on the other side, having gone through it and then being on the other side, my perspective versus her perspective when she's just kind of at the beginning, it really struck me that our two perspectives are actually worlds apart. Whereas in her mind, she's still done great stuff. She's still made great inroads. She's done big things. And I'm telling you, she has. Mm. I mean, she really, really has. Um, and there's still a long, a long way to go. But from her perspective, it's almost like now I've arrived. You know, like I'm, I'm, good, I'm good where I am now, you know. I think we all think we've arrived. Mm. I actually think when we do something really good for ourselves... We actually think we've arrived. Yeah. And then you learn something else that takes you to the next point and then the next point, the next point. And, and can I, I just interrupt you yeah. there? As we learn something, and this is what I learned from Dr. Mark Possels, as we learn something and we feel we've arrived, there's clarity. That's mm. a moment of clarity. Not long after clarity comes confusion <laughs> again because the more we le- the, because then we're open to learning more yeah. and now we're confused again and I mean confused in a positive way that there is like, oh, my gosh, I don't get this, I don't understand this, I, I can't quite grasp this, I can't, oh, my God, there's clarity. I get now that all breads, sugars, pastas, spelt included is a sugar and I can't, she's not at that, cla- she's now going probably back into, when we put a halt on it, it's often we've gone into confusion, we can't cope. 
isn't it? Like we, we actually can't cope with any more information right now and you're now really rattling me. But she'll read it or hear it and sometimes mm-hmm. we have to hear it seven times mm-hmm. before we actually understand it. But then for me, and I've learnt this through beautiful Mark, is that then you get really confused and go, oh, my God, what were you saying about leaky gut and what happens with the valves and where does it all go? Like, you know, <laughs> my gosh, until you've said it and I've listened to you speak a number of times and it was in New Zealand at that talk that I went, oh, my God, I get it. Oh, my God, you drew the picture on the wall and I went, I so I get leaky gut now. <laughs> but, you know, for a while there it took me, I, I kind of listened to it. I didn't judge it, mm. but I kept going, what's leaky gut? Is my, is my stomach bursting every time I eat? Is, is there, are you talking about valves? You're talking about, what, what? Has every part of the intestine got a little valve that opens and shuts? What is this? That's just gross. And, uh, <laughs> but it was really fascinating. And then when you talked about that beautiful um, McBride, is it? Um, and Natasha. Natasha's mm. work. Yeah, Campbell I kind of, it finally hit. So, why I brought all this up is I wanted to say to you both that for many of us listening to the podcast or listening to this kind of conversations, the pearl or the penny can drop for us and we get ahas and we get clarity. And then we want everyone else to have that clarity. Mm. And the worst part about that is that we then impart this knowledge or perhaps ram it down other people's throats and become evangelists for it. And this is where it, there's that fine line of responsibility. Don't think you're going to save the world or tell everyone else how to do it. Just continue to stay responsible for who you are and be the example that then other people can try and follow. I think that's what we're about, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Um, did I lose your thought? No, no. You actually put me into a, so many other thoughts that I, I started to think um, when we do become so excited about something and we do try and impart our, our, our knowledge onto them and we may be the first person that they have listened to as opposed to the tenth person that they've heard. Um, it's, it's not our responsibility in, in that regard to think that we can change them in one you know, one word. Is Even it, though I'd like to. Is it your responsibility when either of you put a post on your Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram or whatever that someone else gets really upset with? Is that your responsibility or theirs? Well, it depends what you've written. Like, if you, like, I'm um, seriously, if someone has written something with the intention to harm, that is their responsibility. But how you take that from that this is my my perspective but how you as a person receiving that take that is your responsibility so um you like you said karen you know we're mirrors of what's happening and, and i'm trying to go through the the young nutritionist that got mm. really mad at me and i'm thinking okay what do i have to learn from this because there was a real charge on it mm. for me mm. and so while we've been chatting, I'm thinking, okay, well, what, what is it that I have to learn from that? So I put something on her page with the intention of help, nothing else. And then she comes back and gets mad at me for doing what I did. You know, so I have to look at, well, what was, what, what was going on there? I think that there are different levels of comprehension. And so I'd say a couple of things on this is that for me, this is just my view on it, is that we have to take responsibility for the impact that we have on the world. We have to take responsibility for the impact that we have on others. Mm. We, can't, we can't control people's reaction and we can't control what people say, do or think about what we say, do or think. But there is a level of consciousness and awareness that um, we have to take responsibility for. Having said that, though, on the other side of the coin, 
responsibility, and I love the Landmark Forum's analogy of responsibility, where it says responsibility is simply choosing to be cause in the matter and responding from the place of being cause in the matter. And I've always thought that that's so valuable because whatever the matter is, whatever the issue or the topic or the situation or the conversation or the experience is, it's being at cause in the matter rather than being at effect in the matter. So people have always got choice. We can always be at the effect, like that girl on Facebook, was at the effect of her perception of what your intention was. Mm -hmm. Now, her perception and your perception worlds apart. Mm. And we can't always be sure that somebody else is going to have the same perception as us or the same perspective as us. We can't always be sure of that. Mm. In fact, we can probably be more sure of the fact that people will have a different perspective rather than the same. So from that context, I think a person, if we're going to look at responsibility and say, I choose to be cause in the matter and take responsibility for the impact that I have on others, I'll I'll accept that others may not have the same perspective as me And I'll try to communicate inside of their perspective in order to create Mm. an alliance. So understanding that it's not likely people will share our perspective, especially when we're a bit more either advanced, educated, um, evangelical, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. whatever um, way of being is. And people think differently. Absolutely. And what you say in one perspective, they're going to say, where has that person getting her information from like they will will see the you know there's always going to be opposing as um demartini says where there's black there's white where there's hate there's love where there's you know there's always that that from me he got that from me i'm just saying (laughs) and i got it from his holiness or should i say now her holiness yes he got that from me too It is about taking responsibility for everything, really. Well, when you put yourself at the cause of the matter, when yeah. you, if you should relate to life that way, then you're really putting yourself at the cause of the matter for everything. So when someone does something you don't like or says something you don't agree with, how would you recommend you take responsibility in that? Well, the reality is, is that we can't control other people, but we can influence them simply by being an example that they can follow. We can't control the weather and we can't control, you know, outside circumstances and terrorism or whatever, but we can control our response. So being cause in the matter is always looking at how can I influence this situation by being an example to follow or how can I respond to this situation in a way that has me be cause in the matter. Beautiful. Actually, I really like Mm. that. And sometimes... I'm good. You are good. We know that. But you know what? Sometimes I must be having a moment today. <laughs> but you know, it's that reaction that we have, and sometimes we need that pause. Mm. It's um, the power of taking a deep it, breath. It is it snorting is. an oil. <laughs> I noticed at the, in. I noticed at the post office today. There's a hand. Um, I was picking up a parcel at the post office, and there's a hand, and it says, "Put your hand here. Take a moment. Think clearly, and then respond." How nice. It was at the post office. Oh, my goodness, how beautiful. Yeah, but it was in the back room, you know, because I I got there before 9 o'clock and you go and you do the Mm. ding-dong and they give you your parcels. And and I I looked at it and I went, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That Put your hand here. special. I need one on my computer screen. <laughs> we need one on our foreheads. Other than all the germs that that would have had on that hand. Oh, God. <laughs> so that didn't even... 
I hurt my oils. My oils are all antiseptic. I just wipe that hand. Yeah, yeah. I just wipe it. Yeah. See, Cindy wouldn't have even thought about that. No, no, I wouldn't have. No, me, that's the first thing I thought of. Went, Ooh, and you touched it? <laughs> no, I couldn't get near it. Otherwise, I probably would have. But mm. then I had no cause to because I wasn't, although I was, I was a bit crazy this morning. Um, Sounds like you were. Yeah, so, so girls, summarising up on, around self-responsibility, what would be your top tips as far as taking or learning or becoming more self-responsible? Well, for me, I think it's really what I just said before and that understanding that there are things in life that we can't control, yet we can control the way that we respond to those things. And then there are also people in life that we can't control. So give up trying to control them because it's such hard work. But instead of looking at, instead of wanting to control those people, look at how you can influence them by being an example that they can follow and Keep placing yourself at the cause of the matter, mm. no matter what it is. Mm. What? How am I? How can I be at the cause of the matter in this particular situation? And that always, you know, what you said earlier, Cindy, when we first started the podcast, it brings the power back to you. Mm. Because while ever you're looking outside of yourself for the reasons as why things aren't the way you want them, yeah, you are rendered absolutely powerless. Mm. And life is full of things we can't control. All the time, that life is full of things we can't control. So, how do we be cause in the matter of in a life that's full of things we can't control? And that is, as you said earlier, too, Kim, is be responsible, be at the cause of the matter for the way that you either respond, or being the example, which then creates influence. And I think we need to look at responsibility in all areas of our life, not just one. Mm. So look at the responsibility in our health, look at the responsibility in how we think, Mm. and the responsibility in our relationships, you know, in all our relationships. I'm just not talking about marriages, but friends, sons, daughters, dogs for you, Karen, you know. Mm. Responsibility um, in in all of areas of the life because if we only take it in one area and then we do it in another, as you say, Karen, you know, what we do in one area, we do in the others. Mm. So it'll be really interesting to hear from people as to, you know, what they got from this podcast and have they been blaming Mm. Um, their husband or their their wife or whoever it is, have they been blaming it? And if they stop blaming, how does the relationship change? And not just blaming it verbally, like when you express yeah, yeah, it, but you've got to here. stop blaming it yeah. from your, from a, from your thoughts because all of it has little. It's just as much, isn't it? Absolutely, mm-hmm. it is just as powerful as the words. Um, is the thought, and, and in fact, actually even more powerful because you only ever complain and bo- and moan the once. Maybe twice, mm. maybe three times, maybe ten times you might moan and complain about somebody else's behaviour, but you think it a thousand times. Mm. So the thought process is actually even more powerful because there's a lot more grunt behind it. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that. Mm. Yeah, and I, and I say ditto to, you know, you asked us both mm. what we felt. What do, I say ditto to Karen. What do you say? about how what I think yeah, is important. Yeah. What is important? For, for me, the biggest lesson I've had about taking responsibility for everything that's occurred in my life and everything that's yet to occur is actually participation, is, is not sitting back and blaming, not sitting back. I mean, I can, and I will be honest and say there's times where I felt it's someone else's fault or someone else has said it or someone else has done it to me. Um, and I've sat there with that sometimes, and I think it's thanks to information that we share and, and, and books that I read and podcasts I listen to that 
I sometimes really challenge myself, particularly on my runs. For me, working out the physical body is a way for me to meditate in some respects, but also to really ask myself those questions. And it's in those harder workouts, like this morning I had to do 10 hill climbs with a little bit of a back pain. And I had to be really aware of my my abs and my and my core strength in order for it not to hurt. And all of a sudden I thought, that's not fair. I fell lifting someone's suitcase and I could have blamed them for the injury. <laughs> Which I did, because yeah, I, yeah. like, I was doing that. So you're, I should never have picked that bloody suitcase up, you know, 10 weeks ago. And then I went, you know what, but I've got it. And now it's mm. making me actually think about my core, which I don't think about when I'm running. And that's one part of me that's weak. So it's, and I kind of looked at it and I said, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the gifts in everything at the moment. The, the challenges uh, that come and are presented to me have become extraordinary gifts when I give it time. And I also take responsibility for my reaction. And often one of the ways that I do that as 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 much as I don't like to admit it, I do get it wrong a lot of the time. But one of the ways I've taken self-responsibility is, is actually being sorry or apologetic to the people or someone that I've actually blamed, you know, and or I've written them a note or a text or... I've, I, I like to clear my my guilt because I don't want to carry around and, and make it that become an issue. It's not about that. It's just that sometimes actually yeah, I have stuffed up or I have said the wrong thing or I have licked the spoon when I shouldn't have and I have eaten something I shouldn't have. And you know what? I'm going to actually get let myself off the hook. It's done. It's in mm. the past. I'm going to take responsibility and make sure it doesn't happen again, you know, and I think that's been an empowering gift for me. And I have to say, and I know we're coming to the end of it, but I just I would really love to say to you too, because we have had our birthday and because we have made it through 52, the impact that you two have made in my life has been truly amazing this past year. And I wrote these two a text she the other did. day. It and, was a beautiful And I'm going to read it to you okay. listeners because I want the listeners to know what you mean to me. And, and I will promise I will take responsibility if I cry. Uh, <laughs> and we cry too. Yeah. I might just, I'm, I'll, I'll take responsibility of making you cry and I might just poke you in the eye. <laughs> Just when she was getting serious. I know. What's wrong with me today? I know. My beautiful fellow up for a chat of girlfriends. Happy birthday, sweethearts. To say I am humbled beyond belief is an understatement. Being on this journey for the past 52 weeks has been nothing short of a miracle and a massive blessing. The laughs, the learning, the love and the, is pretty darn amazing too. You have both given me gifts I cannot even contemplate enough to thank you for. Karen, you are now someone I consider one of my nearest, dearest, and closest of all girlfriends. You astound me each and every week. Your voice is constantly in my head, and you are the reason I make such a radical change in my life as far as business decisions, personal decisions, family decisions, and self-responsibility. I thank you for helping me to seek and be my own truth. You are truly one of the most inspiring and beautiful, honest and real, Oh, and bloody hilarious and flipping intelligent to boot. Yeah, just saying. Cindy, my darling, you are my rock, my most precious and most connected soul sister. We have traveled many lives, my darling, and I can honestly say it's thanks to you. Your pioneering message has inspired me to take on this, not only this eight-week challenge, but to be the best mother, teacher, wife, sister, daughter, and friend I can possibly be. I want you to know that the food that you teach us about, I want to know about. I am so truly and bloody blessed that you are in my life. And it's thanks to you we are even doing these life-changing or inspiring podcasts. 
You are my world, sweetheart. I adore and respect you immensely. Thank you. To all three of us, all I can say is chin chin, hip hip hooray, and here's to two of the most amazing, thoughtful, caring, intelligent, phenomenal women I know. I love you both with all of my being. You mean the world to me. She says with tears in her eyes. Mm. Oh, how beautiful. You have such a gift with words. Oh, you do. I got that and I just, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Mm. Did you notice we were quiet? Yes. <laughs> the two of us went back and went, yeah, what she said. Yeah, yeah that's what I was thinking. <laughs> when I got it, I went, oh, how do I come back with that? Anything from that? And that's why I sent smiley faces and hearts. <laughs> that's all I can think of. I know. Oh, Can we just say happy birthday? Oh, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. yeah. You know, For on that... On that, I think you've led us into this absolutely beautifully because what you've done, Kim, is you've summarised, not summarised, you've summarised your experience of us doing these podcasts so beautifully and what it's meant to you. Mm. And you actually mentioned this before we did the podcast that we wanted to invite all of our listeners to summarise for us what the podcasts have meant to you over the last 12 months and how it's changed your life and what it's done for you and how you've enjoyed it. Just summarise it, put it in a nutshell for us so that I guess we can create a bit of a collage of transformation that these podcasts have created because for all of us, it's been nothing short of awe-inspiring and life-changing. And, you know, I know I don't have the same gift with words that you do, but I know for me it's it's been an extraordinary journey that I never thought I would ever find myself on. And it's opened me up to a whole world of experience that without you two would never have been possible. And I know that for our listeners, there's there's a whole world of experience that these podcasts have created and have opened up. And we want to hear about it. We want to hear about it in terms of what it's mean to, meant to you. So do, do you think that would be cool? Yeah, and, and weren't we going to invite the person that we feel that had made some changes in their life we're going to invite them to perhaps do a podcast with us oh how exciting how exciting okay so cool so we'll get all of you guys send us in your stories now kim's going to take your emails so what's your email address kim i think the best one to send it to would be kim k-i-m at 20 the word 20 and the number eight so 28.com and in that way i can collect them and then we'll make a decision together and we want to choose one of you to be an interviewee that we want to have on our beautiful show. Isn't that cool? Mm. Oh, how exciting. I know, it will be. It's so, good fun. So make sure that you get your emails into Kim about what the podcast has meant to you, the changes that it's made to you. You know, don't hold back. Really give us everything because we're going to go through them all and make our decisions as to who we want to interview. And we'll probably have some conversations with some of you guys on the phone um, prior to. So don't hold back. And, you know... As always, you always can post your comments on our Facebook page, and that's all the W's dot Facebook forward slash up for a chat, or you can also paste, uh, post your comments on um, the website here at all the W's dot the wellness couch forward, uh, dot com forward slash up for a chat. I've got to get that right. Yeah, you, you just a couple I'm of times. Falling over my, my, I know it's all the W's dot the wellness couch. You can't blame her. She's got to take responsibility. <laughs> totally do. <laughs> So it's all the W's, thewellnesscouch.com forward slash up for a chat. And join us here next week on Up for a Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.